This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 226, The High Cost of Self-Betrayal, by Salone George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com. Hey, and happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and today I'm actually going to kick off our week with a post from Salone George about self-betrayal and the toll it takes on the relationship you have with yourself. As many of you may already know, we try and keep things organized here on the show by featuring family and parenting content toward the end of the week, and then we try and keep everything else relationship-based toward the beginning and middle of the week. So with that, let's hear what Salone has to say and start optimizing your life. The High Cost of Self-Betrayal by Salone George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com Quote, the most common form of despair is not being who you are. Soren Kierkegaard See if this scene is familiar to you. You're with a group of friends trying to decide where to go for dinner. Everybody is afraid to be the first to suggest a place, so one person pipes up and asks you, what did you have in mind? You respond, I'm fine, whatever the group decides. Others in the group follow your lead. This happens for a few minutes until one brave soul decides to suggest a Chinese restaurant up the street. Everyone follows along. There's only one problem. You hate Chinese and now feel you have no choice but to go along. You act normal but are inwardly resentful of the experience and being forced to go to a place you don't enjoy. Or how about when you're asked to give your opinion in a meeting? Do you speak up or stay quiet even if you're overflowing with ideas? Or how about if you're with a group of coworkers who are relentlessly gossiping about a fellow coworker? Do you attempt to register your displeasure in some way, or do you simply go along? Each of these examples may seem relatively insignificant, but taken over time, you're actually diminishing your own personal power by not speaking up. Why? Because each of these instances represents an act of self-betrayal. The High Cost of Self-Betrayal Betraying yourself may seem like a small price to pay for the benefit of fitting in with the crowd, but here are some of the hidden high costs of living like this. Number one, you lose touch with your own intuition, your inner voice, your moral compass. Number two, you become chronically indecisive. Number three, you lose your sense of self-respect and self-confidence. Number four, You develop a tendency towards dishonesty and inauthenticity. Number five, you sabotage your own success because of a deep-seated belief that you're undeserving. Number six, you become resentful. And number seven, you allow others to determine the trajectory of your life. You might say, come on, isn't that just a little overblown? But if you regularly cede ground to others because you think their opinions matter more than yours, you'll slowly lose your ability to manage your own life and steer your own ship. Over time, the small decisions we make that betray the self is like a steady drip of water slowly dissolving stone. The action of the water on the stone is imperceptible in the moment, but over time, it's highly destructive. So you may be asking yourself, does me not betraying myself mean that I never compromise? Does it mean that I should always speak up and try to get my way in every situation? Some important distinctions are number one, self-betrayal is not the same as compromising. When a person compromises, they don't pretend to not have a clear preference. 
Rather, in light of their preference, they signal to another that they are willing to give ground for the sake of the relationship or some other higher purpose. A person who is betraying themselves is highly self-absorbed because they are primarily concerned about how they appear to others. They are willing to deny their own preferences to avoid discomfort and to avoid taking responsibility for their own choices. They'd much rather blame the person who made the choice for them. And number two, living more authentically does not mean being argumentative or confrontational. Choosing to not betray yourself does not mean that you get to lecture everyone you disagree with. You don't always have to speak and you rarely need to be confrontational. You just need to let your actions align with who you are, not with who you think others want you to be. For instance, in the former gossiping example, instead of lecturing the group about their actions, a person caught in this situation may tactfully attempt to change the subject or simply remove themselves from the conversation. This way, you can quietly and calmly register your preference or complaint without trying to impose your will or get your way. Furthermore, people in the group will notice that you've taken a stand and may even be inspired to rethink their own choices. Reclaiming Your Birthright Form In his book, A Hidden Wholeness, Parker Palmer asserts that we all arrive on Earth with souls in perfect form. We arrive on Earth as the purest version of ourselves, free from influences from without and within that attempt to draw us away from our authentic selves. Palmer calls this our birthright form. Most of us don't consciously decide to betray ourselves. We simply desire to protect ourselves against such forces. But in trying to protect ourselves, we give up our birthright in order to blend in. Palmer powerfully describes our challenges and opportunities as, quote, The powers and principalities would hold less sway over our lives if we refused to collaborate with them. But refusal is risky, so we deny our own truth, take up lives of self-impersonation, and betray our identities. And yet, the soul persistently calls us back to our birthright form, back to lives that are grounded, connected, and whole. End quote. The pain you feel when you betray yourself is your soul yearning to return to its birthright form. Will you answer the call of your soul? Will you choose to reclaim your birthright form? You just listened to the post titled, The High Cost of Self-Betrayal, by Salone George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in the details of our relationships with those around us that we forget about the most important relationship of all, the one we have with ourselves. So thank you so much to Salone for sharing your advice. I'm going to try and be more mindful of this moving forward. And it's actually pretty easy to share Salone's episode if that's something you'd like to do. If you're using Apple Podcasts, you can share the episode by clicking on the three dots icon that is just to the right of the episode title and author, and then selecting Share Episode. But for those of you who are not listening through Apple Podcasts, you can share the show by simply sending our link to your friend. The link is oldpodcast.com slash listen. But for now, that's all I've got. So have a great rest of your day, and hopefully I'll see you again tomorrow with a post from Dr. Diana Kirshner where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. 
So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Oh,